get fired up. Oh yeah! Performance, Performance enhancing, enhancing audio. audio. This is the State of Combat Podcast with Brian Campbell. Oh yeah, you heard it right there. The greatest theme song since Let's Pick You Up. It is your State of Combat Boxing Podcast. Yeah, we're back. We're back with a bang. Brian Campbell, the voice. And you know my partner in crime. He's the hottest free agent in boxing journalism today. His name is Rafe Bartholomew. Let me lick you up. Let me lick free you agency. Boloney. Not a gang member. Boom, boom, boom. Rafe Boogs, people wondering if we were ever going to do a show again. Would there ever be anything worth talking about besides top-ranked fights inside the damn bubble? Uh, we're Ryan, back after look, a few let's, weeks. Let's put all the cards on the table here, man. I was begging, begging, pleading that I could come on and keep my brand fresh last week. And I you know. said, son, this ain't open mic night. Yeah. Who do you think you yeah, are? Yeah, this is, that's it. And then I closed your garage door with a rope. Yeah, all right. Uh, that, no, 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 no. Um, Rafe, what people don't realize, oh, well, we got a, yeah, we got a good show for you today. Whatever. Well, look, pretty decent fight from, from the Maloney twins on Tuesday night. Uh, more on that to come. A couple other headlines, but Rafe, uh, people don't know that when we hang out, we speak in sound bites to each other. He speaks so well. We speak to each other. So all all day today, you're like, it's going to be a challenge. Oh, that's going to be a challenge. And it's, um, it, it's going to be a challenge to put together a boxing podcast right now. I don't know how the other people are doing it. What the heck are they talking about? Fights may happen, Rafe. Is that what they're talking about? I suppose, but I, I, I feel sorry for them because they don't have an entirely different language to to rely on built out of sound bites that can just crack us up at our own dumb jokes over and over and over again yeah that's fair that is fair not everyone has a has a hatchcock you american rooster yeah yeah shout out to that um uh rafe you are um in an undisclosed location on a lake how are you enjoying your uh your employment sabbatical at the moment well, it's going really well. I um I had to get surgery on my shoulder became, before I came out here, and that was actually the problem with my writing. Uh, I thought I was winning that fight. I thought I won that fight, but apparently the judges didn't see it that way, and I injured my shoulder. But I've been swimming every day, Brian, and I am almost back in writing shape. I am ready to go. Of, uh, that I use in is, uh, you know. Uh, well, bro, um, champ, uh. You're going to need, you know, seven to eight more of them saltwater pies if you're looking to cure that injury, all right? This is this is a freshwater lake, so it will take longer to, to get the right kind of uh, resistance when I'm doing that, that breaststroke. Exactly. You know, stroke that more than once. Uh, shout out to uh, your people, the Irish crew, the Slovakian crew, the ADK crew. Shout out to Carl Frock. Frock of the ADK crew appearing on the Raskin. He's Frotch, man. He's been Frotch. We figured this out. This this is no longer a mystery to America. We've been doing Frotch since since the beginning. Um, shout out to him, by the way, appearing on the great Showtime Boxing Podcast with Raskin and Mole. Actually, no, don't shout out that because we we deserve the Cobra. We should have gotten the first crack at the Cobra in American podcasting. It, it or. or or somebody huge. Who is there? Anyone huge? Mannix is huge. Mannix could get frotch, but 
Don't forget. Other than that, it should be us because we we hear Carl. We we are deep, more deeply steeped in Cobra legacy than the average American, at least, well, and the well, average American boxing aficionado. If you think I didn't uh, uh, attempt at any point to extend a hand to that bloke, would you like to shake my hand? Then you're crazy. So here's the: you want the real truth? You know, you we, that means we got to get Groves now. We got to go Groves. We got to go heel turn yeah, on him. Uh, Hello Kitty, pink tattoo on the left bicep. Indeed. Oh, uh, the the real story, Morning Glory. <laughs> Hello Kitty on titty. <laughs> Tattoo on titty of Hello Kitty. By the way, you see that weird Vlad picture he posted on Instagram of him about to go in the cryo chamber with those tight as balls, Stockton, Stockton, John Stockton, eighties jazz underwear on. I mean, I got it. No, I I missed that one. I got to check that out. I did catch. I don't know if you saw. I sent it to you over. I I slid it in your DMs, Brian, on Instagram. Uh, It was Roy Jones Jr. attending some crazy military parade in Moscow. Wearing a great Russian hat, hanging out with Russian dignitaries, ambass- the Russian ambassador to Grenada. Who knew? Wow. Wow. Well, he is a, a Russian citizen, Rafe, okay? Russian boxer number one. Uh, the Russian, I think, is is more to my liking. Well, the true story is a year ago, I acquired the uh, the number of some British bloke publicist, and that led me to Carl Frock's manager, and that led me to a request to have the retired great appear on this show in ri- explicitly written in the email Rafe that we would love him that we would you know we would <laughs> we'd we'd puff we'd puff that bag more We're than pouring water. water all over those balls. Take no question about it. Maybe he uh he blew his water. He would have, okay? And the response was I don't know, I don't know. Where does this go to blah 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 and do you know how the conversation ended? How much will you pay him? Now, full disclosure, you do get – apparently it's custom in Europe. You get paid. Like when when Irish radio has me on to talk about a Mayweather fight, they try to send me like $50 in, I don't know, francs, euros. I don't know what it is. Anyway, when you get the check in the mail, it costs more to trans to, – to, to uh, cash it and transfer it than it is worth it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I, I do hear you. I am paying him ish, okay? I love you, Carl Frock. I love you, ADK, but I am paying you ish. So I wonder what Raskin paid, okay? And I will be listening to that podcast and have a full report next week. I wanted to ask you, Floyd, if you don't mind. In my last fight, before I, before I knocked out George Groves at Wembley Stadium in front of 80,000 fans, I worked. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, Rafe, also shout out to uh, the Godinez crew. I, I don't know what happened. Did Alex Godinez, um, uh, tap out to the COVID? Did he take the Kodo need of the COVID? What happened here? I hope not. I mean, the last time I heard from the great Alex Godinez in Sacramento, California, he uh, he hit me up. He sent me a text message uh, wishing me well on my way out the door at the Athletic. All right. And, uh, and, and I really appreciated that. But otherwise, I, I assume he's doing well. I hope he's doing well. Shout out to the entire crew, inclu- uh, uh, starting with the family. Heard he had a great segment on the show called Deep Dive on the Drop. Sounded boring. Waited for another one. Still sounded boring. Never heard it he's, again. He's, wait, he's waiting for you to, to cut a check, and then you might get another Deep That's Dive true. on a Drop. Yeah, but, well, very. that'd be very on-brand 80K of him. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. There, it's a full circle. Uh, shout out to the, uh, the all the other crews. I don't know what they who Shout oh, out to Omaha, Nebraska. Indeed. Oh, uh, Ulrich Anderson. You know, the, the the boys. Robbie Rinaldi, you know, Teofimo Rigondeau. The Danish crew. The Union Organizer crew. Yes, yes. All the crew. Oh, the yeah. Matty Conrad crew. Did we, the, figure, did we figure out if uh, Top 
B sample no. quality bloke is British yet? I still, I think, I think it's a elaborate ruse. I think he's trying to lead us off the scent. All right, all right, that's great. That's great. All right, we will have some actual box to talk about today. So shout out to the sport trying to compete with the skin. I'm sorry, all you people who are waiting in your, uh, I don't know, in your your queue, your podcast queue for another, you know, great box pod to pop in there, and all you're getting are skinheads. Look, I'm sorry. Dana White's a, a crazy gangster, you know, not necessarily Kinahan level, but he's a crazy gangster and he's making it happen right now. OK, the skinheads are taking over. It is what it is. But Rafe, box MMA, not the only sport in town at the moment. Right. What else? Hold on, wait for my my thing to load. Uh, Rafe, did you know that this upcoming week we're looking at the Travelers Championship in golf here at CBS Sports? Oh, I thought I thought we were talking about the like the real Travelers, like the the, the, yeah, the, the like the a, like a, we're going to crown a new a new Gypsy King. No, no, no. The tra- the, tra- <laughs> the Gypsy Open, the Travelers Championship. Uh, it is the golf is back. Okay, you, mask or not, golf is back, and I want you to know that CBS Sports has a golf podcast. We are in this game with two preview podcasts every week covering daily fantasy, storylines to watch, sleepers, best bets, and picks to win. It's called the First Cut Podcast, okay? Our crew includes Sportsline Data Wizard Rick Gaiman, who hit on Daniel Berger, Rafe. Get ready to this. At 66 to 1 odds to win the Charles Schwab Championship Challenge at the Colonial. Your thoughts? I'd take six. I'd take a sixty-six to one hit right now for sure. If you're not listening to our previews, you could be losing money, Rafe. If you're not listening to the First Cut podcast, okay, you need a couple more of them of them green stacks right now. I could take some of that. Yeah. All right. Well, instant recap podcasts from the First Cut are available after every single round. We're in your feed for the next morning. They will be in your cochlea, including Sunday night recaps after all the tourney action has wrapped. Thank you. Uh, find it, find it wherever you find audio. I don't know. For, it's called the First Cut Podcast. I'm sure it's great. Thank you, CBS Sports. Um, Rafe, do you watch golf with your old man? No, no, no. We're not a big golf family. I told, I, I believe I've told this story. My father's very anti-golf. He's yes. he's he's not into the country club sports. Not not a, not not big in the Bartholomew household. When I was a kid, he said he's 75 now, so I think he's past the age of acquisition. I was instructed if I, he ever took up golf to to take his shotgun and kill him on sight. All right. Hey, that's great. That's great. Uh, all right. Shout out to those white folks. Uh, Rafe, I love that you're like me. You don't, you know, you don't join into like organized white crap, like fraternities. You're like, F that stuff, right? You weren't, in, you weren't, you didn't go to Northwestern and be like, let me join Kai Banga Banga, you know? No, get the hell out of here. Okay. I probably should have. I would have. Look, I, I let's just say I would have put up much better numbers in college, uh, okay. not just on club basketball, if I had. You know, I'm tired of getting the taste of it. I want the whole loaf now. Well, you, but you kept. It but I, but I could sleep at night, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't commit any sex crimes. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't join any lacrosse teams. You kept a bit of your soul in place. So uh, that's why we, you know, we don't need no BWAA, right? We don't, I don't need no stinking, you know. All right, there you go. Okay. I would, I would definitely join a bunch of fraternities before the house of Santa Lopiscopo. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. All right. You can read more on my crime blog here on YouTube. Okay. I uh, hope Richie's doing well up there in Mountain View. Um, 
Here's what's interesting. Yeah, this broke all over Twitter a couple weeks ago. Old findings that Richard Dwyer may or may not have represented Andre Ward in the past. In the... This, this wasn't news. This Everybody knew this. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie Rinaldi put us onto this years ago. So, yeah, we've been doing dope, and that's what I'm saying. So what people don't know, and now, now it's, a, it's a huge lament, I had a list of topics slash questions that I was going to ask Richie, you know, especially if things got weird or awkward, then, you know, maybe you never know when you're going to interview Guy Rafe. Is he going to be a, you know, five-word answer guy? Is he going to be a Teddy Atlas where you just, yeah, you get one? You get one, right? You get it with Bernard and Teddy, you get one. Um, I had the Andre Ward rumors on there. So what happened officially? Did he, so the only loss of Ward's career was against the late Dan Goosen in the courtroom, right? I, I, I haven't read up all the weird old boxing scene stuff on Dwyer's representation, but if you asked him, you know, Dwyer's is professional. I mean, buttoned up, knows his stuff, and he's going to tell you, attorney, client, confidentiality that's privilege he's okay. not gonna he's not gonna break that sacred bond okay okay you're right dwyer's better than he's smarter than that he's better than that he's not you know amateurs fools idiots when they try to insult you yeah, what's that about i don't know you know you know what i'm saying hey don't man you know don't be a blank hey man i heard you've been using my name in your mouth all right you know i heard you've been running these streets don't be surprised if canelo says you know what player i've been i've been running the streets fighting you know you twice fighting danny jacobs moving up in weight i'm gonna fight somebody else you think dwyer has a stick dwyer has a stick yes 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 indeed all right uh rafe we're gonna take a quick pause for the cause i'm not sure what cause that is rafe but we're pausing for it to hear a word from our friends and sponsors on the other side, actual boxing talk. Yes, coming at you. Dick. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. BC Rafe Bugs, a boxing podcast between friends. It is the SOC. And Rafe, just last night, about last night, brother, actual box taking place within the top rank bubble. Look, we've been very critical of the early launch of these top rank summer series shows in Vegas, the matchmaking a lot, you know, the broadcast, Evan Korn up in my, you know, I, I thought Triple G was getting in the ass. You know what I mean? Um, How dare you? How could you? How would you? I'm saying where's, where's sexy Mexi Jose Cepeda. Okay. I will uncover the truth about him having defeated Jose Ramirez. I was there that night in Fresno, but Rafe, um, they carry on. Am I here to tell you that I loved and or watched Emmanuel Navarrete fight a guy with a 13 and 13 record on Saturday night? No, 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 no. Although shout out to that guy Sergio Santos on the undercard with that left hook from hell. That was entertaining. But this past Tuesday night, last night, the Maloney brothers begin night one of their two night takeover of American TV. 
inside that bubble when Andrew Maloney brought his WBA secondary super flyweight nonsense title into the ring against Golden Boy's Joshua Franco and Rafe, the people that would know, the people, the hardest of the hardcores, the Adam Abramowitz's top, top bloke, quality bloke, the Steve Kims, those people were on Twitter ahead of time saying, it's a good-ass fight. Let's stop this top-ranked slander. This is a good-ass fight. You know what, Rafe? For the second half, at least, that was a good-ass fight, and it was an upset. I'm not here to say your Maloney boys are trash, or even more specifically, white trash, but Joshua Franco came to fight, and by unanimous, very close decision, he let us know who he is on Tuesday night, Rafe. Your thoughts. I would call it a good fight all around. And look, in full disclosure, I stopped watching it last night after the first four rounds thinking like, I, I really don't need to watch this. But, you know, I got the score wrong. I found out in the morning that what had happened. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Watch. And yeah, the fight blossomed. And, and we don't judge a fight that that starts slow and picks up steam as as a half good, half bad fight. No, that's a good fight when when that happens. That shift in momentum is what we watch for. And Franco, I mean, that, that was that was a, a just a, a great example of a fighter sticking with his game plan, keeping you know continuing his pressure, landing single hard shots here and there that that, that took their toll. And and as Maloney slowed down. Franco took over and really, really put it on him. I perforated eardrums. Um, wow. Look, Andrew Maloney, you know, you made a mistake, son, when you did not bring Rushton, Glenn Rushton. Yes. The, the, with the, you. The, the you needed method. broken rhythm pressure. Yes, you needed. Yes. That's, you know, when we were in high school, Rafe, that was what they used to tell you. You know, if you wanted to prepare for your future life. You know what you know what I'm saying. Your your future time in the frat game, if you will, you would learn the the, the broken the, rhythm. Yeah, to to you the know broken rhythm method. Yeah. You, you need to if you don't break the rhythm, you you. I mean, you, I don't know where it would. You're gonna need a job. I don't know what Andrew Maloney's TV teenage years were like, but come on. But anyway, seriously, um, Josh Franco jumped out the screen in the second half of that fight from the standpoint of confidence combination punching and just going after it he's got Robert Garcia a great coach in his corner and now you hear after the fact Rafe I hadn't necessarily followed Joshua Franco's rise on the Golden Boy Facebook Friday night series or whatever but he took an L in the past and he took hard fights on the way up because that's Roberto Diaz style within Golden Boy and uh, he learned, you could tell, he learned and, and gained a lot. In that 10th round, he cut Maloney, but the 11th round, when he put those, that left uppercut, that, that combo on him to drop him, when he snapped his head back with that stiff arse jab, you were like, holy crap. We, you know, I mean, I don't know if he works on the uh, city of Santa Barbara sanitation crew like uh, your other guy, but this felt like a good story, you know? Like, look at this guy. He took his moment. He came in as the opponent. We got rival promoters to get together and make a match not the glossiest match ever but build as sort of this white guy coming with his brother to take over the world klitschko style kind of like the beginning of kickboxer yes exactly yeah hi my my friends and my brother uh so hey jason maloney the pressure's on you thursday night bro because uh uh franco didn't know this was an exhibition and uh does does this break because here's the deal, Rafe. We're very honest as American fight fans, right? We don't have respect 
for the big time, I'll say it, the big time white bloated records, the Jeff Hans from Australia, the, the bootleg Ricky Hat, Ricky Hatton was the real deal, but the bootleg Ricky Hattons that come out of England were always like, all right, that's cool. You know, it's great that you beat up, uh, uh, flashy, rashy Rinaldi over there, but, uh, you know, come over to the States and get sent to hell like a real man, right? Obviously, the reputation in England has changed because they've turned it around. They got a lot of champions. It's a hotbed. But, you know, I, I was on – we have great Aussie listeners, and, and I was on that bloke's podcast in trying to explain to him that no disrespect to the Gerard Fletchers or the Washed Geels or whatever – but, uh, you know, we're not, you know, the, the, the shapeshifter. We're not going to love those guys until we see that they, that they can do something. Does this send Andrew Maloney back into the, um, what, what do you call that animal with the pouch, the sack in the front and the, the like a marsupial is a, a kangaroo, kangaroo. He, a wombat. Does he go back in the wombat sack and go, you know, go take a couple of them Australian pies for a while? Or, I mean, or can he bounce back from this? <laughs> My man, it's a pandemic. I don't know if Australia will take him back uh-huh. after he's spent months in this country in just, you know, the disease capital of the planet right now. Uh, you know, Washington, he, he might, might. Yeah, I love Washington. Yeah, I mean, you got Corona, you got whatever Oscars giving people out there. I mean, there's a lot of disease in boxing right now. Uh, poor, shout out to Jamel Herring, get better champ. Um, but uh, Maloney, look, uh, I don't I'm, Top rank invested in them. They might as well. Why? Why throw them out? Why or throw throw? Why would you throw both twins out because one loses? <laughs> That's that. That makes no sense. But why? Why move on or kind of deprioritize the guy because he lost one good fight? And these are while this was really. I mean, this was my first time paying close attention to an Andrew Maloney fight, and I can't say with any kind of certainty that oh well, actually he's usually better than this. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he came over here and just got outclassed, which happens. Um, and he didn't get outclassed, but beat. Uh, but he, uh, you know, why? There's no reason to give up on the guy, especially under the weird conditions that everything is happening right now. A loss in the the time of coronavirus is not as big a black mark on a record to me and it shouldn't be to anyone uh as it might be and uh, during other times when we don't really it's it's harder to get good sparring it's harder to get the same kind of training camps uh, and which was interesting uh, i heard robert garcia had said that uh joshua franco had had the best camp i mean well of course everybody always says they had the best camp but i believe look i love i love me some robert garcia i love the rg B.A. Yes. Robert Garcia Boxing Academy. Now based in Riverside, California. South Coast Mitsubishi in the house. (laughs) Yeah. I I like some South Coast Mitsubishi as well. And I I don't know. I I, even though I'm sure I know Robert is not knows how to blow smoke like any other person in the boxing business. His word means more to me than a lot of people. And I like his fighters. I like his stable. I like what he does as a trainer. Like and, um, you know, if he said Josh Franco had a good camp, I'll take his word for that. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's not throw the Australian baby out with the bathwater here. Um, shout out to my friend Zach Fitzpatrick was the Aussie podcast I was mentioning. They call it the unofficial scorecard podcast. So check that out if you're a fan of all things Australian men and podcasts. And 
if I may add, Brian, it's it's 115 pounds. It's super fly. These guys, they can take. This was 115 last night. I think it was. What's super was flyweight? It? I thought super flyweight was 118. No, 118 is bantam, chief. Oh, Give me the card. Give me your card. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, taking. Yeah. I'm confiscating your card. <laughs> Come on, You're, you don't even know what weight these little guys. Tell me what minimum weight is, you bastard. Phantom uh, weight in skinhead is one three five. Thank you. Oh shoot! Is. You know what? Mid-weight I need to read up more on the the bizarre retirement, non-retirement of dwarf king giant Wanheng Maniathan. That needs to be added to my rundown. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. Continue. Yes. Oh, so Maloney gave quotes afterwards. I will not be defined by one loss. I'll be back. It wasn't my night. This wasn't the best version of Andrew Maloney. Full credit. You want to hear that stuff from him, the champ. Uh, But, you know, he had his close up and he had a hungry ass guy in front of him. Does this put, you know, because remember in the old Klitschko way, if, you know, if you beat the other, I have to come after you. Right. You know, Chris Bird made made Vitaly's shoulder quit. And then, you know. Big Vlad's like, I'm coming after him, right? Will Jason Maloney on Thursday night win and then and then say, uh, Joshua Franco, you're next, my friend? I would hope so. The same way that Canelo avenged his brother Rigoberto's loss to Austin Trout, which yes. I know was not a loss for Austin Trout in the Campbell household. <laughs> but uh, Canelo at least came and showed up to to defend the family name. Will end he well? Does he fight Lara again now after Lara sent uh, what Ricardo Alvarez to hell? Uh, uh, I think he just got to write that brother off. You just got to let him go. Who's the Tito Jackson of the, of the, who's the guy who's there, but not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess that's everyone not named Canelo, right? Pretty much. I mean, Rigoberto could fight. Who was the guy I did the PBC face to face with? That was, uh, that's the one who fought Lara, right? And got sent to hell. What's that guy's name? Uh, Isn't that Ricardo? I don't know. He's a nice guy though. Hey, look, the Canelos are nice people. All right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. What a night for red-haired boxing. Okay. Uh Rafe, I did my guy um uh Joseph Adorno, the the good-looking prospect from Top Rank Knockout Puncher. Uh he got knocked off the card with an illness. I didn't watch this Christopher Diaz co-main jazz, did you? Unfortunately, I watched I I had it on TV. I don't know if I watched it. It was it was it was on TV. I would say that. Okay, he wants a title shot, Rafe, after this victory over Amanda. Didn't he he's talking about going down to 122? I don't know. I mean, I didn't watch it. I'm telling you here. He beat Jason Sanchez. Well, maybe we can get Evan Corn on to break this down. He was in the bubble, right? You think Look, I'm not a big I'm not, not a big us? believer in uh Christopher Diaz. He's a very handsome guy, yes. decent fighter. I saw I, our guy. You 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 shouted him out earlier. The 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 respected voice and 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 smart bloke Adam Abramowitz, uh, Saturday Night Boxing said he's a good B fighter and he comes to fight and he performs well and that's pretty and that's exactly correct. I, he's not, but he's not. He doesn't doesn't get the juices flowing for me. And the guy, remember, I, I I think the guy he beat. I looked this up. Uh, I don't know, six months or longer ago. But the guy he beat when he won a a vacant version of that 126 pound belt. That he had for a minute before, or was it 130? Because he lost to Ito. Yeah, the one he lost to Ito at 130. He beat the that that guy Braulio Rodriguez that Ryan Ryan Garcia beat in Madison Square Garden on the Canelo Fielding undercard, like the just insane and terrible guy that that uh, that was sticking his tongue out a lot and then got sent to hell in four rounds. That's who 
Christopher Diaz beat either for the vacant title or for the eliminator. Anyway, that record was thin. And then he lost to Shakur, like just got his ass shut out. He's, he's, I don't, he keep his, keep, leave him on undercards and we'll put his fights on and not watch them. Okay. Wow. Wow. Evan Korn, line one. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Talk to my employer, chief. Oh. <laughs> you think if Evan Korn had the COVID, he would tell us? I, I, why? It's none of our business. Yeah, but then he'd be out of that bubble, bro. All right. It's true. It's true. Does he want to be in the bubble? I don't know. We're going to have to bring him on and talk about it. Or, did you hear? I listened to, was it, uh, must have been Mannix. I don't know. Bernardo Osuna talking about being in the bubble, man. That poor man has been stuck. Oh, he has? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's they're letting point. him out to, I think, attend his daughter's like graduation or some, some yeah. family event. But that's the only thing he gets to go out for. Like, damn. They, they've assigned Tim Lane to be his handler. But I still got him in the cage. He listens <laughs> to me very well. I'm going to let him loose another round. All righty, then. Uh, this box game is barely holding together, Rafe. Do you have any comments of the recent top rank fights that we didn't talk about? The Emmanuel Navarrete. What was last week's schlop? Uh, uh, it was uh, Josh Greer getting upset by Mike Plania. Oh, yeah. Look, these the, the, hey, the main champ, events have been you decent. Might, you might want to get five or six more than pillows for yourself, champ, if you keep this up, right? Look, uh, I, I'm, there had been signs that Josh Greer maybe was not as hot a prospect as we thought. And props to Plania for coming in and, and fighting well, knocking him down twice. Looked good. Got Get himself a decent payday out of it at what, 122 or wherever. Hey, hey! I'm looking at the boxing schedule, which I will ask you at the end of the show whether you care about any of this. But uh, July 7th, Top Rank's going to give us Ivan Baranchik, Jose Zepeda. That would be an awesome fight in any time. Yes, is that Top Rank? That better be Top Rank. Well, it's on their, it's on their, their, their series. Yeah. Um, right. uh, we better get that man on ahead of time. You hear me, Corn? We better get him. Okay. Thank you. Enough of that. All right. Uh, let's move on in boxing, Rafe, if you will. If you will. Okay. I don't know. I, I got a lot of Maloney takes. Yeah. <laughs> he fights like a weak, weak gang member. Um, you mentioned Wan Hang Menethal and um, <laughs> the man who beat Floyd's record, beat Rocky Marciano's quote unquote record, but net gets no credit for it. The 34 year old Rafe from. Um, uh, I, I have a fight. I have a fight uh, with a, a Thailand guy. Uh, Rafe, do you know? Are you okay with the fact that at times he has changed his name to like fried chicken, something like you know, very Fasan three K battery style? Well, I don't have any problem with that. Why? I mean, that's that's custom in the the, the Thai boxing industry. It helps the fighters make money and support themselves. It's all good. Player, right? Rafe, it's a little shame. Right. It's a little shameless. All right. The th- well, you did, oh, okay. When when did shame ever matter in boxing, my man? Uh, yeah. All right. Right. If you look at boxing hard enough, you're going to find people with colorful pants. Not just wearing boxing gloves. Okay. Uh, yep. we- Wanhang Menathon. Menyothin. <laughs> Menyothin, I think. Uh, also known as Wanhang Kaying Hadungyong. Um, is, is a, is, <laughs> I was close. I was close. All right. Uh, Rafe, he's 54 and 0 with 18 KOs. And the news was that, you know, he's a longtime champion at mini flyweight or minimum weight, or is that super straw weight? What do we call that? Minimum or straw weight. Okay. So it's uh, 105, right? Um, he walked away from the sport at 54 and 0, the true king of this sport. 
Uh, but he's back, right? <laughs> because nobody retires for more than an hour anymore. Uh, he's back. Uh, well, yeah. he was hacked or something, right? There's some weird story, but I need to read up on the whole thing. This is the problem. But I saw the the great uh, resource on Twitter, Asian Boxing at Asian Boxing, had uh, broken stuff down about this. Was was following it very closely, and I, it sounds like one of these weird bizarre who knows what happened tales it's gonna be a fun one all right can you put on because i'm i you know i've given my card away a few times on this show can you put on your ultimate cliff rolled hat a lot of respect for cliff rolled an insider a historian a a lover of all things small men uh shout out to a lot of our patrick connor a lot of our people that 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 live this ish uh is Juan hang mayothin's run at 54 no how legit? How legit, Rafe? Are you with me? Please tell me. Are you with me, Rafe? I am with you. I'm with. How legit? Like obviously, it's not like real legit. I mean, he has a fight every week with a Thailand guy. To be honest with you, but uh, how- he is a Thailand guy. You can't blame him for fighting Thailand guys. Yeah, Can you he's... come come to the states and find some 105 pound guys? It ain't easy. That's a fair point, uh, Rafe. Uh, how much respect? I mean, he did beat Pedro Taduran, the Pinoy. How much respect should we have for what he has done in his career? Um, look, I'm not going to sit here and make the Hall of Fame case for him. Uh, uh, shout out to Sat Chitalata. Um, but <laughs> but he's beating he's beaten every he's beaten 54 fighters in a row. He's had how many defenses of his title? Uh, lots what it's probably in double digits probably maybe getting up close to 20 uh that's pretty impressive that's very very good uh it would be nice to see him try and unify right there is is he in there with uh our guy knockout cp freshmart in that division well that would be a good fight he's a he's he's a thailand guy i don't know Uh, that shit come on (laughs) um so he is very good I watch I've watched his fights a few times and I will say that watching them it doesn't jump off the screen you're like these are two tiny guys and this tiny guy is better than the other one but this there's a pretty small I think at the very very lowest for whatever reason it doesn't and I don't really get it 105 pounds seems like if you look at box rec they only they have way fewer 105 pound fighters listed in the world, right, as active than just up three pounds at like 108, where there are like super super talented guys like Ken Shiro and Kosei Tanaka, and and that's where Akira Yagashi has fought. Well, he got bigger over time, but there were in any case there were there's a the 108 pound division is is hot. You know, there's there's a, there's some I forget the guy's name, but he Argentine prospect knocking guys out at that weight. I mean, it's a fun. To, that's the Elwin Soto weight, I think. Um, You're feeling it. That's right. To watch yourself. But then you go down to 105, and it feels a little bit like a barren wasteland in comparison. So I, I rate the, the 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 junior flies, the flies, the super flies above the minimum weights, the straw weights, personally. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm reading a, a a piece from the uh the Bangkok Post. Um, in Thai? No, in English. Okay. Uh, Wan Hong not retiring. He insists his promoter. His promoter's name is Pia. Wow. His promoter's last name, Rafe, has a lot of letters in it. 
That's not <laughs> what. That's not racist, Rafe. It's the truth. No, it's just, it's just entertaining to me. Okay. What well, can you can you read it for me? Uh, Pirat Vachichirata Atananawang. Uh, he insists on Monday that uh, the champ will not hang up his gloves. Uh, right, he's known right now in Thailand, the fighter, as Wanhang CPF. Okay. What is that? What con- what company is that? I don't. It's probably a. It's some kind of. It's either an energy drink, like like uh, like Srisaketsu Rungvisai's M150, or it is uh, so what like a convenience store or something like that. He had written. This is Wanhang. Nobody knows my body better than myself. Everybody wants money, but I prefer protecting my body. So I am quitting boxing. And uh, now he's back. Um, he His promoter said, I talked to him on the phone and he admitted he did it because of stress during the COVID-19 pandemic, Rafe. I bet you they called him up and said, Wanhang, we'll give you the money that you want. All right, bro. Good for him. Yeah, he pulled a, uh, he pulled a Henry Cejudo. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. All right. I see. I, I'm. I'm getting down. Maybe I'm going to come over and and go full skinhead like you. He is currently one of Thailand's only two world champions, along with Rafe, WBA minimum weight title holder, knockout CPF. Is that knockout yeah? Oh, so CPF just means CP Freshmart. Okay. Okay. Shut up. It is. It is a convenience store. Yes. Have you Have you been to Thailand? No, I have not. I've never been to Thailand. Have you been to a CP Freshmart? No, I don't know if that exists outside of uh, Thailand, but it does not exist in any country I've set foot in. Um, So let me ask you about Asian culture, Rafe. I probably cannot answer this uh, with any any great degree of expertise, but go. What area of Asia is is Thailand and the Philippines considered? Say this again? When you look at on the map, Thailand and the Philippines, they're they're close by. What area of Asia? Yeah, Southeast Asia. Southeast, okay. That's the um, you region. Know how I I frequent gas stations, right? Mm. I I eat out of them. I like that culture, that food culture. Like, you know, you, you you don't have a question about what I'm doing. You know, we understand what you're doing by the hot dog truck. Um, you know, I walk into a Cumberland Farms. I'm going right to that roller machine, right? Mm-hmm. They got the. French, you gotta get those tornadoes. They got the French toast tornado with the scrambled eggs on the inside and the and the uh, maple syrup on them. You know, you get you can get the all oh, the buffalo chicken ones. I don't know what kind of chemicals they put on the outside of that, but it burns. It burns, right? It's good. Um, I like the country gas stations where it's basically like homemade stuff wrapped in aluminum foil. Yes, you know, if it's yes. like an egg biscuit or it could be on a Kaiser roll. It's, it might say Philly cheese and have something totally different inside. That's the stuff. Wow, this is probably our, our most interesting podcast we've ever done. Um, What do they have inside Southeast Asian equivalents of that for, like, fresh food to eat? You know, cooked um, food. Yeah, well, actually, convenience stores in – uh, certainly in the Philippines, and I, I have heard, although I've not experienced in a lot of other uh, Asian countries, are really good. Or they're because people they are a bigger, a lot. It's more common to go to the Seven Eleven or the mini stop in Manila or wherever in the Philippines and and buy a meal. So they'll have good fried chicken. They will have their own. They will have their own versions of kind of microwavable rice meals, rice with ulam. It could be pork adobo. It could be caldereta. They'll actually have real meals there. They aren't the, I, I actually don't like those because they're such poor versions of the real thing, which you can get cheaper 
at, on the street at like a sorry at like a like a turo turo or a carinderia. Like if you go to there's someone who's cooked it fresh. Why would you and you're and charging you less and giving you more food that's better? Why would you get that at Seven Eleven? But I, I, I can they put have my head down a bull's asshole. But I'd rather take the Seven Eleven owner's word for it. Yeah, it has to be your bull though. Um, but the things that are good, the shopao, which is shopao in the Philippines is basically the same as the steamed pork bun you might have seen in like a dim sum restaurant. If you've ever, you know, if you're if your uncultured ass has ever been inside a dim sum restaurant, it's, uh, you know, white steamed steamed bun with filled with either uh, bola bola, which is sort of be like a like a mixture of beef and other stuff. Uh and uh, the other, you know, pork asado, which is to be chunks of pork in a sauce inside. And you put the sauce, so- there's a, a sauce they give you, uh, which is a little bit salty. It's, it's basically oyster sauce mixed with a little bit of shortening to, to, to give it uh, a thick, uh, more thickness. And anyway, there's a lot of good food at 7-Elevens and, st- and mini stops in the Philippines. Uh, and I've heard that that, that is true throughout the region. A friend of mine who has traveled the world as a basketball shooting coach, and he kind of shops himself out to different professional leagues and teams and say, hey, pay for my trip. I will come help your players, show you some new stuff. I, don't call, I, I won't charge you much. I just want enough to make the trip because I like to travel. So he's got, he's, he run this hustle all over the place, and he's, he judges countries in part by their convenience stores and how good the food is inside them. And he said the two best countries he is coached in for convenience store food are Japan and uh, Taiwan, which uh, if you are a Chinese nationalist, you just consider part of China. But uh, Japan and Taiwan are the places with the best 7-Elevens, he said, like full on great bento box meals, really delicious, fresh food. Philippines is, I would say, you get stuff that's a little more processed there, but it's tasty and filling. And, and I've had many a meal. Is it uh, safe, though, Rafe? Because I've been in Mexico. I've been in South Arizona where they tell you when you walk into the McDonald's, don't order water if you're not if your body's not used to this kind of water. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't. Of know. course. Yeah. yeah. Um, there aren't. At least in the Philippines, it, I've never had that problem. I know people who will only drink bottled water, who just don't trust it. Uh, as and they've like foreigners who lived in the country for years, and it's just like, nope, nope, not gonna do it. I dr- I've drank water. People gave me cups on the street, uh, in the in the in the province, in the woods, like, and luckily did never got into deep trouble with any of that. There's a little you you know you're aware that look, this may not be the cleanest water but i'm gonna roll with this and if i get sick off it that's not the end of the world hopefully not the end of the world i got worse food poisoning uh from philippine airlines than i ever got from any food i ate in that in the philippines all right well there's that i i'll I'll, one day you and i will travel to southeast asia with a camera and a budget and we will eat and crap a lot that sounds great. That's I, I, I'm 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 available anytime. I, it's not they probably they're not uh, accepting visitors at the moment, but I mean, when they are, we're yeah. we're there. We all want things, you know. You can't get what you want all the time. Yeah, but I mean, I want an eleven-inch penis. It's not going to happen. Uh, Rafe. Speaking of uh, gangsters, uh, not not Eddie, not Eddie. Um, 
Daniel Kinahan, the alleged Rafe, the alleged, alleged, okay, alleged. I would say, I think we could go as far as accused. We could say, because alleged, yeah, Daniel Kinahan has never been convicted of anything. He has no criminal record. But if the Guardia, in the Irish Guardia, their police, their FBI, their uh, their members of their parliament, members, you know, their people at the highest levels of their government are saying, we consider this man the head of an international drug syndicate. Great. He has not been convicted of anything, but I would say accused uh, drug runner, Daniel Kinahan, and, and, and whatever, and, and, and an influential boxing figure. Alleged shady man. All right, you got to look at the whole man. Alleged shady man, Daniel Kinahan, has now been um, publicly re- renounced. Is that the right word? By uh, Tyson Fury and Bob Arum. Arum still claims he's a he's a great man. I love him. But they are asking him to step aside from being part of the negotiations. I bet I bet he's getting a step aside fee. Yep, for maybe a reach around <laughs> fee for, for the third uh, Wilder Fury fight. That is uh, on 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 the docket potentially for December. Rafe, do you believe he actually steps aside? Do you care? Uh, there, I have journalist friends in the uh, in the English world who think that we don't care enough on this side. Um, that it's the biggest story in sports at the moment. It, are we just? I think you know we had this talk the last time we had a pod. We're just used to these type of characters. These are the type of characters who make boxing work. You know what I'm saying, Rafe? I think there is definitely some truth to that. There is a good argument that um, if at least the the crime ring that Daniel Kinahan is accused of being in charge of is on a greater scale than just some uh, local local OG who happens to, you know, bankroll a couple fighters in whatever country or whatever city here in the States, something like that. Um, but still the so so that i think there's a difference in order of magnitude uh he's you know a, accused of ordering um you know close to 20 murders in ireland which is pretty um you know pretty like that 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 brings it into perspective really fast and um and so i i i sympathize with that on the other hand it is it, there it wasn't until recently that for whatever reason, they undertook this effort to start pushing him out to the front, right? Because there, uh, if 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 our listeners, any of our listeners, think that there aren't silent partners in boxing who may have ties to um, criminal activity, past or present, then I would like to sell you a bridge. Yes. Um, but it's rare; you rarely see them coming to the front and being. The like, oh, yeah, this could never have been done without the great work of my friend Al Capone. Yeah. Um, uh, and yes, and so yes. that was really weird with that. And I don't know why they chose or tried to do that and, and stuck with it as long as they did, because as soon as they started, it's the heat started coming down. They got more attention. The Irish government got involved and. Kinahan was removed from the, the the perch in the weird Bahrain Sports Boxing Association that he'd been given there, um, at least uh, removed in name. And so what do I think really happens? 
he goes back to what he was doing. He's he's the silent partner. He's the guy behind the scenes. You probably Bob and and other people who work in boxing still probably need to go through him if they're going to do business with MTK, but they've decided that the most prudent way to move forward with the business is to not flaunt the fact that the most important man or one of the most important men in these business deals is someone whose business outside of boxing is believed to be uh, full of, you know, really, really heinous crimes. We so got Aram's take on Kinahan. The guy has balls. He fights like a tough, tough gang member. Well, he actually is like, a tough, tough. He could gang. be a really look. I'm, I imagine he is a very, very good businessman, right? You, you have to be to stay on top of that kind of business and not get hurt or put in jail or any of the other things that happen. And. He also could be a really, really good boxing mind and a person who's able to do the kind of things that they were crazy. He could be everything that the boxing people say that he is. Say, and it's none of their business to ask what he does with the rest of his time. I, I get that. Yeah. I'm not mad at them. But for the, the sort of as long as boxing is going to be taking money from corporations like Disney and uh, Fox and all these sort of and and Sky and and the BBC is trying to get into boxing in, in in the UK. As long as they're going to be working with these sort of uh, out in the open, whatever you want to call it, uh, respectable quote unquote society, then you can't go around flaunting your association with that side of that other side of the world. Yeah, I mean, if he if he wasn't, then why would you say he am, Rafe? Um, <laughs> They say he now works out of the UAE. That just Dubai. happens to be where the skinheads are going to set up shop this summer on "quote unquote" Fight Island. I wouldn't, you know, well, yeah. You think there's any? Uh, do they cross swords there at all? I, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, also look. Well, the the you know the the scandal ridden uh, MMA associate is the. Chechen warlord uh, Ramzan Kadyrov, right? Uh, and his Ahmad FC. And there's Ahmad FC boxers now, too. Um, and I don't, look, I don't blame any of these fighters for, especially, especially, uh, no, I, I don't care what country they're from, here, anywhere. Like, Thailand. it's not easy, and you gotta, and their career is, is, in, is in boxing. And if they, if that brings them in touch with people who have criminal lives on the other sides of their life, there's nothing you I don't know. I I, I want the I want the I don't want these fighters to be roped into uh you know, into crimes that that I hope they don't end up committing. I mean, obviously if you look at say Avtandil Kurtzidze is the 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 downside of this where he his ties to that Georgian uh crime syndicate ended up getting him caught up in a Rico case and now he's in jail for like, like a decade or more. Mike Tyson, baby. Mike Tyson. Hey, uh, Rafe, uh, I did want to say that uh, MMA is not for everybody, as we know. Everybody, everybody's different. I don't want to watch two grown men with panties on. But we do know that Tyson Fury and Dana fancy each other. So I'm not trying to break any story. I'm just saying I wonder because Dana was asked at the press conference of the last fight, are the rumors true that Tyson Fury will be an, will be a playable character in the UFC 4 video game? And Dana kind of got all weird and like in like blushing and then said yes now that doesn't necessarily mean that he's taking kinahan money to put on fight island i'm just saying like 
you got to believe that Dana's conversations with Frank Warren and Fury are in hope of eventually stealing him from Bob when the top rank deal's over, right? And putting him on UFC Fight Pass for stupid money, right? So to do that, Uncle Dana and Kinahan probably have to have, probably have to share share a couple drinks and whores together, right? Sure. Well, I guess the question still would boil down to could could Tyson Fury make more money in a huge UFC event than in a huge boxing event? Is that that, that probably not right? Because uh, UFC is still going to take more money. Very true. Very true. All right. That's it. All right. That roll on. Uh, the other bit of news we got this week, Rafe. Oscar De La Hoya, 47, did an interview with Cynthia Conti of the Golden Boy owned RingTV.com and said he's going to come back, Rafe, and that he's back in shape, but not to fulfill the desires of this podcast, Rafa, and fight, let's say, Conor McGregor. The 47-year-old De La Hoya wants to fight the very best of the young up-and-coming fighters at 154 or 160, and then specifically targeted big-name welterweight stars who want to move up and challenge him. Um, um, I mean, we all know Oscar's a freak. We know a lot of things about Oscar. It's going to be a challenge. It's, it's one thing to prepare your horse for war. And again, do a do a circus Oscar fight. could do that. Do a circus fight like I'm gonna fight McGregor or I'm gonna fight Mosley for a third time. It's two old guys, right? You're either gonna buy it or you're not. It's going down next month, right? No, he's like, I I'll fight the very best. They even asked him, What about what about Canelio? And he and he paused awkwardly and then was like, No, 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 no. <laughs> no. no I, I like look, I like you could that he is still has the mentality that he stops and think about it because he probably was thinking, Hell yes, and then just realized he can't say it and was like, uh, no, no, of course not. Like, By the way, no, why seriously. not at this point? It's all a joke. Everything is a joke. All right. Nothing matters anymore, Brian. If he could why get- not why not fight his own fighter, get sent no, to no, hell? No, it no, would no. be no, no. The theater no, would no. be. I I don't no. know if it could get sanctioned. Would it get sanctioned? Would no. could they get no. that sanctioned with Stop all it. that money? Player. How Player. much Stop could it. they could they beat Floyd and Manny? Player, this isn't round two or round three. You're running out of time. All right, listen, player. No to all of that. Okay. I got it. No, 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 no. You got Kovalev was? You're going to stop and hear this. I've got a, I don't care if you're an Audi or an Indy. I got an in-betweeny for you, okay? Oscar versus Miguel Cotto. Because uh, ju- this just in, this is all Cotto knows, okay? And I'm sure that, that bicep uh, is, is healed from fighting uh, Wash Saddam Ali. So here's the deal, Rafe. Like, <laughs> well, I got the tagline already. Mr. Nuts versus Mr. Nets. <laughs> yep, yep. Hey, I got to pull that sound of uh, Richie Dwyer just laughing his balls off to uh, Oscar and the Fishnets <laughs> during my interview with him. It was great. So, like, look, Oscar's crazy. Like, I don't even believe Oscar will get in the 12-round shape that he's saying. You know, he's tried, he's threatened this before. But, like, him, it's just, it's stupid when he says, I'll face the best. That's what I've always done. Like, stop, you're 47. But, Rafe. Could he compete with a – how old do you think Miguel is? Uh, not quite 40. Let me look it up. Uh, my oh, my Wi-Fi is going to take a while there. Hold 
My wife ain't. He might be over 40 because I'm almost 40. You're 40. I'm God. How old can Miguel Cotto be? Old balls? Yes or no? Can 47-year-old Oscar De La Hoya compete with 39-year-old Miguel Cotto for a 10-round old guy fight? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I, I, I. Maybe not. I have no clue. It'd be interesting if he got into shape. I believe. I believe in Oscar. Oscar's never gonna lose it. Um. Well, he, he kind of. He couldn't quite. Two. He couldn't handle the speed that one time in two thousand eight. But <laughs> hey, that's twelve years ago. He's got lots of time to to uh, to to freshen up. Uh, question number two: If if we didn't have that disownish, and for all we know, no no disrespect, we might never have it again. We might never have it again. So no disrespect to anybody that works there. I love you all, but I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, what does that do on pay-per-view? Is that a sad, like, Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell type ending? Or is it like, no, that's a healthy pay-per-view? Um, I think it's a, maybe better than the sad Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell saga that, that Oscar was responsible for. Um, but uh, I don't see it as I don't I, I don't see it as like a hitting a million. I just don't. Uh, OK, I agree. Do you think it does more than Sergey Kovalev versus Andre Ward one and two combined on pay per view? Yes, because that would be like three hundred thousand, right? Okay, thank you, thank you. All right, um, Rafe, will he ever will he ever make it to a ring against a, a like? He better not let Triple G sign up to hell. Like, stop it! Come on. Uh, how do how do you like how do you like uh, who 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 started the Manny might fight Triple G rumor? Was Freddie? I think Freddie said that. Stop. Wouldn't it? I I could talk myself into that. No, no. Classic, classic Manny with the huge speed advantage over a guy. Like, look, he's got, he's still got legs that work, man. Are and they and and we don't know if Triple G um, likes to visit the pharmacy in the same way. So, like, yo, I could talk myself into the Triple G was looking real slow against Sergey Daryavchenko. Same battle. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Okay. All right. Uh, you can't handle your speed, son. Yes, I've been looking forward. Okay, Rafe, let's run through a couple others. Um, inside PBC Boxing on Fox, along with any other, it seems, <laughs> Fox shoulder content in both pro wrestling and boxing, up to and including the great, the great PBC face-to-face. Um, I've got news for all of you. It ain't. <laughs> and it won't. And you not. And you ain't. Uh, rumors, simple as that. Simple as that. Rumors, Rafe, that uh, the entire live production team. Rumors. This is a rumor. The entire live production team got let go as well. Um, you know, shout out to people that worked on that show that we that we like a lot, and um, shout out to Kate Abdo as well. But uh, uh, is, is that expected? Is that tough to see? It doesn't mean Fox is out of boxing. It probably means that they're going to use other resources to get the job done and just not waste any more money on shoulder content. Right. Look, I think at some point in time, they this always happens with boxing shoulder content, right? It gets watered down over time, and then eventually the plug gets pulled. And it it's it's usually because at the very beginning of these things, when it all begins, hey, this is great. Let's bl- let's let's blow this out. Let's do let's let's pull out all the stops. Let's really build this. And then you know, Hans Zimmer, boom, uh, and then. 
it's not quite making as much money as you hoped. You you know, people don't have the stomach for losing money that that they think they did. And uh, unfortunately, the, the really, I mean, we, you know, we joked about PBC face to face and uh, you've never seen it, but a great show. It was. A, I, I watched it every day with my Nana, my Nana on Fox every Saturday afternoon in the in the in the early, in, you know, right before I took her for the the 4 p.m. special at the diner. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we joked about it a lot. Was she a very but... big fat person? <laughs> She was awesome. Look, yeah. I, Nana likes her her uh, Salisbury steak. Okay, nice and sloppy, Brian. Um, the first thing you do when you take out Nana. Oh my God! Oh. No, 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 um, no, 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 shot his load and worked no. too hard at the front side of that round, and then go ahead, Rafe. Sorry, right, I know I give up. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to follow up, follow that up with a. I'm really sorry for the people from the production team who've lo- who, who lost their jobs. Uh, I hope you guys come back soon after a load watch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, shout out to uh, Marcos Viejas, the journalist, right? Shout out to uh, I know Marcos will still get some work. Will still work as the uh, as the unofficial scorer, right? Yes, when when Fox so. starts putting so. boxing back I, on the air, I hope so because uh, he he was great. He was he is one of the best since Harold. I mean, he probably was scoring better than Harold was over the last ten years of Harold's career. Anyway, Harold is just a treasure, and like you know, for for being the character that he was. But uh, Marcos was fantastic at that. Marcos Viejas has done a spectacular job. Which, which, which the journalist. Oh, the journalist. Okay, I got that. Uh, Rafe, also in the news, uh, Joe Calzaghe said, quote, I would have beaten Andre Ward in a close fight. You want to hear the actual quote that he gave talking to British Boxers TV? Super Joe says, quote, I think it would have been quite tactical. I think I would have outworked him. I think it would have been quite a close fight because he is very cagey. He likes to counterpunch. I'm also a counterpuncher. I like to feint and let fighters come on to me. Oh, wow. Like the Jeff Lacey style fight. Ward's clever. He's quite cagey, but I'd win this fight. I think it may be a bit like the fight with Hopkins in some rounds. It's one of them fights. I think I would have to beat him on points, but whether it would have been a great fight to watch, I'm not sure. Rafe? Super Joe gun to your head. One of my favorite fighters. You hate that white man. Uh, would he have beaten Andre Ward if he had uh, fought him before retiring? That's, that's going to be a challenge, Brian. Um, I think it depends completely on where the fight takes place. If the fight takes place. You mean like in the center in, of the ring? or No. In what what country it takes place in. If it happens in the States... Ward is going to win. If it happened in uh, in Wales or at Wembley in front of 79,000 people, then I think Calzaghe, because look, Calzaghe, I could see Calzaghe, Calzaghe, why am I, why did I turn into Calzaghe, Calzaghe? I could see Super Joe outworking Ward, right? Because he, he was a way more active fighter and he had good feet. And I don't, and I don't, how would you see, how would Ward stop Joe from getting his letting his hands go because that would if if Ward figures that out then Joe's done right yeah and Ward's a great infighter and he and he did that against a lot of guys but Joe I, Kazagi would be, be tough to do match, that against Rafe Rafa huh? it, could be, it could be a hell of a chess match 
It would be a really good fight. I, I like the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. All right. Um, Chris Eubank Jr., now being trade trained by Roy Jones Jr., says, quote, I know I can beat Canelo. Your thoughts on that, Rafe? Uh, many, many men, many, many men have predicted that, Rafe. But uh, up to this point, only Austin Trout and Floyd Mayweather have been able to. <laughs> I'd stop Canelo. I'd knock Canelo out. Around. It don't matter what round. Put him in there and I'd knock him out. Um... Look, Eubank, you can't really make a convincing case that he's done anything to deserve a Canelo fight, but he looks great. He can sell a fight. I could talk myself into Eubank, not as someone who's going to win, but as a fun fight, especially if we're assuming that whoever Canelo fights next uh, before the end of 2018 is not going to be one of the very best options on the table yo i don't know if you've been following willie monroe jr's instagram account but uh he's pushing he's got cushion for that pushing rape yeah you know you know what i think about this canelo would have a harder time with the rochester new york garbage plate uh how dare you how than it would with rochester new york's willie monroe jr oh it was a volkswagen against a ferrari and the guy <laughs> driving the volkswagen was a bad driver there it is. All right. On-road doctrine. Thank you. I'll, I'll, make you, I'll make you flip cheeseburgers. All right? I'll make you flip garbage plates. All right, Rafe. Um, we're at, we're basically, what is it, June? Uh, it is June 24th. It's pretty much July. It's pretty much. Belated Happy Father's Day, Brian. Thank you. Thank you to, to, to your father as well. Okay, we're good friends. I love your daddy. So let's get it on, Rafe. Um, the mid-year point. On what ha- I'm not I'm not here to ask you your mid year awards, so don't give me that look. I'm saying the this this is the first half of this weird year, twenty twenty, the year of the COVID, the year of a lot of things. Hey Rafe, in some ways you do have to admit, I don't want a long political rant from you, but you do have to admit this COVID has exposed a lot of things that were wrong that were under the surface. Marital problems between people, mental health things that needed to be checked. Uh, racism, it's, 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 it's gotten some of that out a little bit. Okay. The box is threatening to come back in the second half. We've got apparently golden boy coming back with, uh, Virgil Ortiz jr. We got Eddie trying to figure out his backyard and we have an somewhat imminent PBC and showtime announcement in the next week of some decent ass fights. It looks, um, for the second half of the year. Are you confident, given COVID, given everything, given the potential of studio lot fights, that we can have a second half that's, like, interesting, that is potentially even fun in box? Maybe not because we get great fights, because there'll be no live gate, but maybe because at least we'll get the frequency of pretty decent fights. I mean, we're going to see ish every damn weekend. For the second half of two o two o, do you have a glass half fulleth or not? Um, I think it'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'd say glass half full. Yeah, I, I, and I think even top rank, you see, they they started slow, but it, the the announced fights are getting better and better. They aren't. They still aren't. We we were not. We probably aren't going to see a best versus best of stars type matchup. Except Loma. for maybe, Loma. what's that? Loma versus Teo, September, in front of fans, per Bob. 
Yeah, I mean, I believe it when I see it, and I hope they do it. Great. Um, you know, let's see if we can get Lomachenko into the country. Is he here yet? Remember, I know we the only time we have outdoor fights, it seems, is uh, football stadiums. But remember Caesars Palace used to put all the big-time ones in, like, the parking lot? You know what I mean? Um, do we go back to that? There's a lot of open space in Vegas. There's a very good. There's a very good argument for it, right? I mean, shoot, StubHub Center is the is already the best venue in boxing, and and whatever they call it now, I'm still calling it StubHub like, Center. Could you, uh, you take some fights to Carson? What if everyone wore a mask? That would be safer than not. I don't know. I, look, I don't think you would find a public health specialist to come in and say, "Oh yeah, that's great," but it is. Uh, it is better than nothing especially if it's reduced capacity. But then you get to the economic questions where at what point is even is it even worth doing this uh, if we're only allowed to have 25% or 50% of the people in here for social distancing purposes? That's, that's a question for the promoters and what, you know, their pocketbooks and what they're willing to uh, maybe lose up front in hopes of keeping the sport alive or putting the sport in a better place. That's not, boxing isn't really a long-term plan type of sport you're kind of got to get the most out of every transaction because you don't you you know you're probably going to get screwed on the next one um anyway look seems like everybody's going forward with making fights the fights are more or less decent that's good enough for me i'll watch okay thank you i hope we get i hope we get a few proper fights oh look let's see if it's a proper fight no yeah come on let's see it oh my goodness no no they might hurt each other no this is really the only bit i've been interested yeah eddie uh mentioned recently the great sandman lewis ritson perhaps fight fighting regis progray now that it seems like uh Mo Hooker is not going to uh, agree to whatever weight they want. Yes, you can never trust a hooker, Rafe. All right, indeed. <laughs> uh, that's our show for the week. I'd be in on that fight. Yeah, hell yeah. Bitch, I'm a savage. Yes, I am. All right. Um, Rafe, uh, that's it. You know, hopefully there'll be um, more announcements by the time we rejoin next week. We can recap and find out if the other Maloney got sent to hell. And um, yeah, all right. That's that's what I got. Okay, you got anything else to add? You got to You know what I'm saying? You, you're healthy. Your your blood's good. I've not been coronavirus. I'm good. <laughs> as far as I know, I have I've never been tested. Uh, I've never been tested in the ring. I've never been tested by the virus for the virus. I don't know what I'm walking around with, okay. but okay. I feel great. Okay, that's great. Uh, I don't know. It's very, very confusing. This is danger, no? The the word. I just want to shout out one of our brethren in the in the box pod game. You know Johnny Sig from from Los Hell Angeles? yes. You know, um, I I realized that I was not I was not seeing the whole man. I was not following him on Instagram. So I stepped up my IG follow game. And are you woke to the Johnny Sig experience on Instagram? I'm getting his daily multiple PSAs. I feel like I'm getting high watching him. I love it. It's great. I believe I am, although I don't have quite the same. Uh, I haven't paid as close attention. I'm too busy following okay. Nico Macias. On, I mean, I'm I'm all rooster all the time Johnny on my Sig IG. Looks like a guy we could. We he's he's ropes approved. We could hang with him. He looks like a, a good vibes only guy. Okay. We can, well, well, let's get a, let's get back to Vegas for a fight someday. Yeah, that would be that's something it. to look okay. forward to. Okay, Johnny Sigs, we're coming to your city one of these days. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. I hope you like it. All right. It was that thick. Yes. It was that intense. Yes. 
It was that heavy. It was hot. Yes. 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 That's just disgusting. Yes. Yes. All right. Hey, that's it for the show, Rafe. Uh, Listen to that first cut pod for your golf needs and uh, check out the skinheads if you like that, too. Uh, For Rafe Bartholomew, it's your boy, BC. Rafe, I would like if you could give two words. We out. For the people of this podcast. What was that, Rafe? I didn't hear you. We out. We out.